T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, as uh, somebody who uh, is somewhat visually impaired, I would just like to take a moment here to thank the National Football League for hiring uh, the visually impaired to work yesterday's game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. We now know, apparently, uh, with certain officials, it is totally okay to karate chop the arm of a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, after he is out of bounds. Now, whether that reflects some official rules change of the National Football League or whether that is simply, well, one of the unintended consequences of hiring the visually impaired to officiate National Football League games, I I don't know. But just wanted to call that uh, to your attention. And Josh Allen uh, was not too happy with it uh, after the play. And uh, dude would not even look Josh Allen in the eye. Wouldn't even yeah, wouldn't even look him in the eye. But, you know, obviously the Buffalo Bills ended up winning the game yesterday. It was not terribly a convincing win, at least in my mind. But it also was uh, uh, one of those games where the officiating could have played a major role had things gone the other way. And uh, people, where I was watching the game, people were yelling BS. By the time the third quarter rolled around, there were plenty of chants of that. And uh, it was it was pretty hideous. And I hope the National Football League uh, takes a look at that crew yesterday and watches the game because I'm pretty sure they saw or maybe didn't see the same game as uh, many other people uh, did. And it's it, it's not try, I'm not trying to be a homer here, okay? Not trying to be a homer, but you look at officiating, and it is a rather important part of any sport. And when you see a team just consistently miss calls and then call other calls, it just it, it it's absolutely mind boggling. One of the most professional things to me, anyway, about watching sports. Uh, but the karate chop to Josh Allen's arm, how that was not a fifteen yard penalty is absolutely beyond me. And again, the Bills won, but uh, hardly in convincing fashion. And I'm not sure where the team was that started out the season. I'm not sure what happened to those guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, something something is, is going on. And I think one part of what is going on is uh, the fact that, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, the other teams, they watch game film too. And they know what your weaknesses are. And if you don't 
adjust. You have to put yourself in the mindset of the other team studying tape and figure out what are they going to do based on the weaknesses you see and then try to anticipate what they're going to do and then adjust your game accordingly. And unfortunately, um, maybe it's just me. I don't claim to be an expert in such things, but uh, the Bills seem a little bit uh, slow to uh, a little bit slow to uh, the table. And uh, uh, let's just say I'm concerned. I am very concerned because, and we'll get obviously into many things on today's show. But this was the year where if the Bills don't win a Super Bowl this year. Anything less than a Super Bowl is going to be a failure. It is going to be a catastrophe. If they don't win it, it's basically it's now or never for the Buffalo Bills. And unfortunately, since the second half of the Green Bay game, just does not seem to be the uh, the same team and probably a wide variety of reasons for that, including, of course, uh, the injury to uh, Josh Allen. Now, I love, I love Josh Allen. Can we just make it very clear? I really admire the way he plays the game. I love his temperament. I love his leadership, but I'm very concerned about regression going on. And I think it's a real question and a bona fide legitimate question. Is it real regression that we are seeing or is it 99% having to do with the UCL? And do I know the answer? No. I hope the Bills coaching staff knows the answer. And uh, I wonder what Brian Dable would want to come back to Buffalo. Just, just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, uh, it is uh, 14 minutes after two at News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, thanks to David Bellavia for the phenomenal lead-in. Thanks for the kind words about the coverage this weekend. But uh, we uh, uh, we have a pretty good team here at uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, we have an extremely experienced newsroom. Uh, and again, uh, between Wenger, myself, and Alan Harris, there's about a millennium of experience just with the three of us. Yeah, easily a thousand years of experience. All right, maybe a slight exaggeration, but uh, I think you get the point. But uh, that is uh, that's what we do here at the radio station, and uh, that's uh, we do the breaking news, we do the uh, the weather coverage, and unfortunately, the problem in particular with breaking news is that by its very nature, breaking news is almost always uh, involving a tragedy. So yeah, breaking news is fascinating to cover, but. At the same time, you can never forget that there's a human element involved in pretty much every breaking news story that is going to be on the sad side and in some cases on the outright unspeakably tragic side. But uh, as far as the weather coverage over the weekend, that is uh, that's that's what we are. That's what we are here to do and certainly have plenty of experience uh, in so doing. And I just want to thank uh, the many guests who were kind enough to join us on Saturday to bring you the update on the storm as it was uh, raging and going on. Meteorologist Andy Parker, who uh, I, I think Andy Parker can hoist the trophy uh, in the air after his coverage and prognostications over the weekend and his ability to explain what was going on with the weather uh, in a way that anybody can understand. You don't have to be Dr. Science to understand what uh, Andy Parker is talking about. And uh, minute by minute, like you go over what Andy said was going to happen and what actually happened, and uh, he he nailed it. And he is extremely accessible to you. 
And if you go to the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page, you will see um, many ways in which you can contact Andy Parker. Just a simple Facebook search for Andy Parker TV will put you in touch with him. And on Twitter, it's at Andy Parker TV. For those of you who are still on Twitter, you know, it's funny because when Elon Musk was the king of the electric vehicle, when, when he was the king of green, he was beloved by media. He was the greatest CEO to come across the, um, he was a number one. Elon Musk could do absolutely nothing wrong when he was down with the electric, uh, electric vehicles and all that kind of stuff. But Elon Musk buys Twitter and talks about making some changes to Twitter, and suddenly Elon Musk is persona non grata. Elon Musk is somebody to be reviled. And we, we've seen that happen before. And I don't want to get too far off into the weeds here, but there was a time uh, when Senator John McCain, he was hailed by the national media, John McCain. Now, he's a Republican who makes sense. John McCain, here is a guy who 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 gets it. Here's a guy who's not a prisoner of ideology. John McCain, boy, when, when he was attacking uh, George Bush, John McCain was one of the great statesmen the world had to offer. But the minute John McCain became the Republican nominee for the presidency of the United States, suddenly John McCain became evil. He was evil. And the same thing, uh, oh, and then when he no longer was running for president, when Barack Obama cleaned his clock, John McCain then became wonderful again when he would go after the uh, conservative wing of the Republican Party. So John McCain was great, and then he was evil, and then he was great again. And the same thing happened to Mitt Romney. Uh, Mitt Romney. Now, here's a sensible Republican. Here's a guy in the middle of the road. This is a guy, boy, the Republicans really need more Mitt Romneys in the room. But then Mitt Romney uh, ran for the presidency of the United States. Um, he also, by the way, lost. When he was running, okay, as the Republican nominee, uh, Mitt Romney was savaged in the media. Uh, we all know, if you remember nothing else about that campaign, that Mitt Romney tortures animals, especially family dogs. Remember that from the campaign? But then, if you will recall, the minute Mitt Romney was no longer a threat to the Oval Office, the minute he was uh, yesterday's news as far as the potential presidency of the United States, then uh, Mitt Romney especially when he, too, began going after the right wing of the Republican Party. Mitt Romney became, oh, now see, there's somebody we need, there's somebody to whom we need to listen. There's a guy who's got his head screwed on straight. It's absolutely amazing. And you and I, like, I don't I really get into too many political shows here uh, because, excuse me, when I consider how few people voted, uh, it clearly is something that does not interest most people. Politics clearly does not interest most people. And Exhibit A is the low voter turnout. Um, but as, as fearful as I am of uh, Donald Trump and what's going to happen with Donald Trump in the Republican primary process, I have told you for years that 
first of all, we know that Donald Trump is going to be savaged by mainstream media. Okay, we know that. But as I have said for many years, if Ron DeSantis or anybody else gets the Republican nod to run for the presidency, that person, whomever is carrying the banner of the GOP, will suddenly wake up with a giant bullseye right over the heart. Okay, Uh, they will attack relentlessly. And meanwhile, uh, whoever happens to be running on the other side of, uh, let's say, Ron DeSantis, whoever happens to be on the other side, their foibles, sins and madness will go unreported on uh, or ignored or subject to fact checks should you post anything on social media. So, again, yeah, I, I have a lot of concerns about Donald Trump running for the presidency again, but that does not in any way indicate that I believe the media is going to give a fair shake to anybody with the GOP flag waving and unfurling it to, in their hands. Now, it is uh, 21 minutes after 2 at News Radio 930 WBEN. And I said we have a lot of things into which we're going to dive today. And here is, uh, here's the problem, guys. And look, I just like to tell you things up front and, and not beat around the bush. Um, I, I need to talk about weather today. I need to talk about the snow today. Now, here is the problem. People like my mom didn't get a lot of snow. Many of you did not get a lot of snow, and I totally get it. You are snowed out. You've heard about as much snow talk as you possibly would want to hear in an entire lifetime. However, and again, this is partly a function of the dynamics of a lake effect snow event. However, uh, the situation is that for many people, In our listening area, the storm that we experienced over the weekend was one of the worst they have ever seen, one of the worst storms they have ever lived through in western New York. And I cannot ignore those people. I cannot pretend that those people don't exist because it was a huge deal over the weekend for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of your friends, neighbors, and relatives here in uh, western New York. So uh, we're going to go down that road. At the same time, I want you to know um, I am not deaf. Well, I kind of am, actually. But I am not insensitive to the concerns of those of you who think it's time to move on. How many hours are you guys going to milk the snow? How many different ways is there to say snowflake? Well, I have no idea how many different ways there are to say snowflake. But I'm sure by the end of the show, we'll come up with a pretty comprehensive and full list. Um, But I, I, I get it. Some of you are totally snowed out. And for those of you in that situation, I just have a favor to ask you. It's a favor, and I'm asking you this on behalf of our board operators, technical producers, um, anybody who is one of the folks to whom you will speak when you call the radio station. 
if all you are going to do is call and complain about the fact that we're still talking about snow, may I respectfully beseech you not to make that phone call? Because it's something that uh, it's not fair to put our guys through that. Okay, we we get it. A lot of people didn't get a lot of snow, but please understand that for many people, this was their own mini blizzard of 1977. It was a big, big deal. Now, as we move along on the program and possibly mull the future of solar-powered electric chairs, the phone number on WBEN is, as it always is, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And I'll, uh, I'll specifically get into what it is uh, we'll be talking about today as we return after the uh, news on uh, WBEN. But again, I understand, I get it, that many of you hope to never hear the word snow over these airwaves again. Okay, I get it. But also, please understand from where I am coming, it still is a big deal for tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people who got hit by ridiculous amounts of snow. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, Tim Wenger stands about, mm, I don't know, six foot two. Now, he's not exactly being swallowed in his yard when he goes to examine the snow. But the snow is making a valiant effort. I'll put it that way. At least that's what I hear. All right. It is uh, 26 minutes after two at News Radio 930 WBEN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. See, I, I wanted to play this because uh, Bellavia today on his show was talking about, uh, oh, something else. Don't set your piano on fire in the living room uh, to generate warmth in your house, along with don't run your generator inside your house. Thinking about all the absurd pieces of advice. So I thought, hmm, piano and fire, there's got to be a song in that somewhere. Yes, there is. Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. And I, can you believe that the guy who played 
the stadium a year ago September is playing the Falls View Casino <laughs> in February. I am stunned by that. It is disconcerting. Hey, concert, disconcerting. Um, it's disconcerting that don't you get the idea that ticket prices, especially the secondary market ticket prices, are going to be through the roof for Billy Joel? Um, and I know sometimes, I don't know, look, I do not know what they're doing with this show. But as you know, a lot of the casino venues, the people who get first dibs on the best tickets are people who are, well, the best customers. They should get first dibs. And sometimes you might have been at a casino uh, watching a show you've always wanted to see. And a couple sits there. They're in the front row, second row, middle, right in front of the performer. Two, three songs into the show, they get up and they walk out because they basically were comped. They didn't really know what they're getting into, and and they left. Again, I don't know what they're doing with this particular show. I love the Falls View Casino as a venue for performers. Uh, how many of you saw Rick Springfield there? How many of you saw Sticks there? Loggins and Messina. Okay, they're that venue is really, really, really terrific. And I think it would be great to see Billy Joel at Fallsview. But I, I don't know how many good seats are going to be available to the general public. And uh, I assure you, my friends, I am not in a high roller category in any casino anywhere in the world. All right? I, I just uh, – it's just it's, – it's not my thing, baby. But I – uh, what I've heard from people is that a lot of times the people who are comped with the uh, high roller, and if that's a patented or copyrighted phrase, I apologize if I'm if I'm tipping uh, stepping on somebody's uh, toes. But a lot of times the people who spend a lot of money who are given the complimentary tickets, they can sell those tickets and make a very good amount of money on those tickets, but. Uh, the people who only stay for a couple songs and then walk out, uh, it, it blows me away. In fact, kind of a kind of a funny story. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you you have a favorite performer, right? Might be Elvis, might be Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know. Sting, the Police. You you have a fa- a favorite performer, right? Well, one of mine is Steely Dan. I love Steely Dan. I love Donald Fagan's music. I think it's beyond brilliant. It is outstanding. So one night, and Walter Becker was still alive. Steely Dan basically was two guys. It was Donald Fagan and Walter Becker, and then a whole bunch of people who were outstanding musicians. And by the way, to play with Donald Fagan, you have to be able to read music. So it's kind of weird, but... Jeff Lynn, as good as he is with Electric Light Orchestra, Jeff Lynn could never play with Donald Fagan because, believe it or not, Jeff Lynn cannot read music. He can't read music, so he could never play with him. But anyway, you had Donald uh, Fagan and, and Walter Becker and a whole bunch of, of, of great musicians. So anyway, one night we're at uh, the Beacon Theater in New York City. And things got screwed up with the ticket purchase. The credit card company thought 
that it was a fraudulent uh, purchase. So here I am thinking we've got great seats that I just bought online. Find out the next morning the ticket did not go through because they thought somebody was scamming the credit card. I was not a happy camper. Long and the short of it is we got to the Beacon and, and we got okay seats. So true story, true story. I literally walked before the show started. I walked to the first few rows. And I said, okay, is there anybody here who's willing to give up these seats, two of these seats, for a ridiculous amount of money? And no takers. No takers whatsoever. So we go to our not-so-good seats. They weren't great. They weren't horrible. But I, I, I kid you not, a few songs into the concert, a couple that had turned down a ridiculous amount of money for their good seats, they stood up and they left the show. All I could think of the rest of the night was, you turned down X amount of dollars for your seats. You stayed for a few songs and you left. Why didn't you just sell the seats and enjoy yourself somewhere else and let people who were really into Steely Dan have the tickets. It was it was absolutely mind blowing. But it was kind of funny because by the end of the night, some other people had left, and uh, we slithered into their seats uh, in front of the guitar player John Harrington. And uh, Harrington, we've been to enough Steely Dan shows where the guys in the band recognize us. Actually, uh, have become friends with their old sound guy. But anyway, Harrington looks at us and he smiles and he shakes his head. Like, you guys are total stalkers, aren't you? And I'm like, yep. But Harrington literally, Harrington walked to the edge of the stage and gave me the guitar pick on which he had played the song Peg with at the Beacon Theater. And there was always a a special moment to me. Um, Look, I know it's only a guitar pick, but it was just just kind of a cool thing because guys in Steely Dan don't walk to the edge of the stage and give a guy like me a guitar pick. That doesn't happen. So it was it was a very, very nice gesture by John Harrington of uh, Steely Dan. But I, I just I will never forget <laughs> as long as I live the people who could have walked away with a pretty sizable amount of money who said no and then left just a few songs into the show. Jimmy Love, you're a big shot. You're a disc jockey. Everybody knows you. Everybody loves you. You are connected to people. I don't mean connected, connected. I mean, well, maybe. But you, well, all right, you you are. Okay, so you, uh, well, I, I know people too. I'm just saying, Jimmy Love. Uh, I'm not going to say that I could have your legs broken and have your body converted into fish poop within 24 hours. But it's a possibility that that might actually happen. But uh, anyway, have you had a a similar situation, Jimmy Love? Where people get up and leave concerts? Well, when when you have made every effort to secure really good seats because you want to impress a young lady or your friends, they say no, and then they leave? Yes. Oh, yeah. They, you know, you... You go above and beyond to reach out to the the people who you are connected to, and you get this, and they're like, you know, I saw the song I wanted to see. I I think I'm done here. I'm gonna head out and hang out with my friends. Well, we're front row. Well, we're 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 backstage. I I took you here. I took you there. Well, really? Okay. I see where I stand. 
You know, it's funny you mention that because another true story, and this involves uh, Gregory Booker Wells. One of the last times Steely Dan was in town and they played Shays, uh, the person he was with made him buy the seats, made him buy really good seats. And, you know, Booker and I, we hang out a lot. And if if you're on an airplane and you see Booker, I may I may be a few rows away, if not in in the same row as Booker. But anyway, at that show, we turn around and we're looking for Booker. This person made Booker leave the Steely Dan show about four or five songs in. Couldn't believe it. I was in a state of being utterly awestruck. But Jimmy, to this day. And probably until the end of time, I will never know the answer to this, but I'll always wonder why the people turned down a decent amount of money when they weren't going to stay for that many songs, literally a handful of songs, and they were out the door. And you turned down what I was offering for that? Seriously? Very disappointing, very discouraging. Anyway, it is uh, two forty-five at News Radio nine thirty WBen. Told you this before, but uh, don't go to many concerts. But the ones I do attend, I'm willing to pay for good seats, so it all balances out. You might go to a whole bunch of concerts. I only go to the ones I really want to see. And to me, if I'm going to go see somebody that I really want to see, it's worth the money to get the good seats. Now, I don't know how much it's worth to get your driveway shoveled out, but uh, let's get into the storm of... Now, I'm I'm not so sure that I'm sold on the name of the storm being Snowvember 2.0. I'm not 100% on that. Snowvember has already been taken. October surprise, eh, it wouldn't fit. And if it's snow and it's in November, could it really be a surprise? No. Of all of the titles I've heard, um, Snowvember 2.0 is the best, but I wonder if we can do any better than that uh, as a name for this particular storm. And again, I just want to make a point very, very quickly. I am well aware, I have been told, that some of you are sick and tired of talking about the Lake Effect snow event that we witnessed. But please understand that the folks in Hamburg, Lackawanna, Orchard Park, parts of West Seneca, parts of Chictawaga, Elma, Marilla, East Aurora, those folks got absolutely walloped with snow. And for a group of our audience, the storm that we just experienced is something that they're never going to forget. And if you've seen pictures online of people who were shoveling or snow blowing, and you can understand exactly how deep that snow was, it's no mystery at all to you why uh, these people are never going to forget what they experienced. Uh, veteran Southtown's dwellers have called this radio station, and they have said, I've never experienced anything like this. This was 
by far, to these people, by far the worst snowstorm they've ever experienced. But we've also talked about this before, and, and this is, see, that's a geography thing. How you de- how you feel about what happened over the weekend is largely a function of where you were when the snow came down, okay? Uh, where I Where I live, we didn't get it that bad. I think we got two feet overnight, uh, what, Friday into Saturday, and, and that that's about it. So it by no means was the worst snow that I'd ever experienced, but yet the airport got more snow, and I don't live that far from the airport. And eight miles away from where I was situated, eight miles away, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less, people were buried under feet of snow. Do you remember the person who called in from uh, – was it Elma? I think it was Elma. I'm asking, do you remember? And clearly I don't. But somebody called in. Attica. It was Attica. They called in and said they had three feet of snow. And by the way, that is before the snow actually ended. They were at three feet of snow. So this was an epic snowfall event. But I'm sure we're going to get into this as we move along today. But... For a generation of us, there will never be a storm to rival the blizzard of 1977. Now, I'm a little bit, okay, I'm a lot older than David Bellavia, and I vividly remember the blizzard of 77, and even as a kid at the time, even as a child, I knew that... It was a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, literally stayed up as long as possible and spent hours, hours looking out the window at the blowing snow and just being in awe at the fury of the wind and the intensity of the snow that was being blown around western New York. It was was breathtaking. It was awesome. It was awesome, and I don't mean awesome as in, oh, fabulous, had a great time. It was awesome in the sense that it inspired a sense of awe. Remember, that blizzard also killed about 30 Western New Yorkers, so it was terribly, terribly tragic in addition to being very powerful uh, to watch. Now, our phone number on WBEN is 803 star 930 is free on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And, uh, you know, maybe if uh, David Bellavia is listening, maybe he's a super smart guy. He's probably already sketching out the plans for his next book, which will be How I Developed the Solar-Powered Electric Chair. I I can easily see that from uh, David Bellavia, How I Invented the Solar-Powered Electric Chair. Now, one of the things uh, that I think we need to talk about, and uh, David and uh, I think Joe Beamer and some of the other people, I think my brother, brought up the fact that when we get a, uh, a snowstorm, like we experienced over the weekend, it brings out the best of us and it brings out the worst of us. Uh, David was asking about heroes and zeros of the storm. Certainly the guy whose uh, pickup truck is all over the social media pages uh, this morning with four feet of snow on top driving around 
um, that person is not real popular with some people in the social media world. That's a big turnoff uh, for a lot of people. But I'm wondering, did you come to the rescue of anybody? Did you, and, and you know what? It's not like you're going to be bragging in blowing your own horn. I'm hoping that when you call and you tell us what you did to help out your fellow citizens, that your selfless act of kindness will inspire in the future people who are listening to do the same thing as you did to help out other people. So if you did something that was particularly nice for somebody else, we're not going to think bad things if you call in and you tell us what it is that you did. You might be setting an example. You might be giving some inspiration to your fellow listeners as to how they can help next time. Now, I uh, happen to know, and I'm sure you do as well, people in, uh, in wheelchairs, all right, people in wheelchairs or people who are very, very uh, limited in terms of their mobility, okay, their uh, ability to get around. And I heard from some of them, over the weekend when some of the pictures started showing up in media and social media about some of the Buffalo Bills who were being dug out by neighbors with bobcats, neighbors with mini plows. And the complaint that I've gotten from some people is, hey, how come, and I'm, I'm just going to throw a name out here, okay, how come Josh Allen gets a neighbor to dig him out when he's got more money than Croesus, and here I am in my wheelchair, and I can't even get anybody to shovel my steps so I can even open the door to leave my home. Uh, there are people, I, 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 there, there, I'm not going to say it's bitter, but there are people who feel a little bit left out, like, hey, how come person X is the beneficiary of so much, and I really needed a hand, and nobody was around to help me? Well, maybe you did help somebody in that scenario, somebody disability uh, with, with a disability, somebody who uh, might be elderly, somebody who might have a heart condition. Maybe you helped that individual. I, I would like you to blow your own horn. And if you had somebody that did something great for you, I don't need last names. I, I really try to stay away from last names. Um, you can do first names, though. Is that fair enough? Because I never know if somebody gives a name what direction the call is going to head in. So I'm not trying to be mean and nasty when I say, you know, come on, dude, I don't need names. But you can give a first name would be fine. But just no last names because it just uh, – I, I just want to. I want to keep myself out of the soup. Is that uh, is that okay to the greatest degree possible? Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty and one eight hundred six one six W B E N. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.